0: Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and the Flippity Gas. we back at you once again, ready to do it. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. This is Harold. And we have a special guest again, as usual, because we just love her and we just want her to be part of our group so that we can finally get rid of lewis welcome back Uh, kerja kerja say hi to everybody
1: hi everyone thanks for having me back guys
0: definitely coming on lewis why did you mute yourself all of a sudden for a second there he's Um, ready
1: to go you know was just
0: you know it's just like partially joking right um, <laughs> There's truth um, in every joke, man <laughs> And there you go, that's going to be my segue Today, um, Louis uh, has decided that he wants to be relevant And wants Yay. to be proved that he's part of this podcast And so we decided to tap Louis um, Not in the weird way, but in the good way Consensually um, because, because that is his no-no square And we're told, <laughs> do not touch his no-no square um, Oh my god but, <laughs> Do it. Do it. As Kurt just said. Uh, so, Louis, you are you are on uh, you. um You are on the board. You are, <laughs> I'm on the floor. You have the floor. You are leading us today. So go for it, Louis. What are we talking about today?
2: All right. Well, you know, uh, for the meat and potatoes of today's pod, uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about a uh, little Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We're going to celebrate all the uh, fun things in pop culture that uh, our fine culture has Contributed. But before then, uh, you know, I wanna talk a few weeks ago, Harold in his uh you know, in, in his uh, might, mites basically pulled um yeah.
0: <laughs> pull, uh, pull,
2: yeah, he, he pulled another Harold and got us Another private screening um, at Regency. So, you know, all four of us were thankfully able to join and experience it together. So, um, kind of wanted to talk about that for today's Poopery. I guess uh, a few weeks ago, we all got to see Mortal Kombat, the new movie in theaters and on HBO. Um, so yeah, guys, what how how did you guys like the experience of finally coming back to the theaters? And then we'll talk about the movie itself in a bit. But yeah, I want to talk to you guys about how was it going back to the theaters after literally like a freaking year-long hiatus, guys?
0: Kersha, um, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I really had to complain uh, about the experience because there were two people behind me that were just like way too noisy. And <laughs> one of them started like coughing. It was really hey, awkward man. and hey, really man. weird. <laughs>
3: uh yeah hold on i need to defend myself just for a second because uh i was the person behind dennis (laughs) um and then this is awkward because i told them the absolute truth um it's been uh yeah me and lewis had uh just watched the movie at the same theater in the same uh, private setting a couple weeks before and this time i was like dude it's a hot day i'm gonna give me my popcorn and i'm gonna get me an icy because i haven't had an icy or a slurpee or a slushy in over a year Um, and I was so excited to eat the, uh, the icy that, um, a kernel of popcorn as well as a piece of ice, um, happened to mix in my, uh, throat and I started choking. Oh no. in my head, I was like, if this is, this is how I'm going down, this is the most pathetic death. Not because I'm choking on a kernel of popcorn, but more or less the icy ice. And I started coughing and then I had to look around and be like, I, I swear, I swear I'm choking to death and I don't have the coronavirus this spring. <laughs> you know, I, I, I,
0: I felt the the cold grasp hand grasping hands of death like surrounding me. That that that's what it seemed like once uh once Harold started coughing, uh, but, um, you know, the, the experience itself was pretty cool. Um, one funny story real quick, um, you know, because I remember Harold talking about last time the, the, when he watched Godzilla, he was talking about how he he was sitting by himself and, and everything. And I was like, you know, I, I kind of wanted to give Harold like his like space. So um, Harold was like right behind me. So I was like, oh, uh, you know, um, so Harold, where are you going to be sitting? And you know, and and um, thing, and my my reason why I asked that is that you know I, I was like, if Harold was gonna be over there, I'm gonna move myself in a totally separate area away from him, so I can be uh, away from him. And then when I sat down and looked back, I said, Oh, Harold's right behind me. <laughs> cool. Well, there goes that social distancing crap that we been talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Harold. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, did I enjoy it? Yes, I, I I enjoyed the experience. It was cool to see um, everybody. The fact that it I don't know we I, it was I was able to be more rambunctious than I usually am because. You know, like seeing um, friends that I haven't seen in a while, just shouting at him from across the aisle. It was pretty fun. So, yeah, definitely. Aside from um, Harold, uh, you know, uh, trying to kill me with his his germs and bacteria and his virus, um, everything was uh, hunky-dory for me. How about you, uh, Kerja? It was fun.
1: It's funny because... Um we, we were concerned that Harold had Corona virus, but then when we found out he was, jo- he was just choking, we were like, oh, okay, he was just choking. <laughs> 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 so it wasn't like a big deal, um, but it was so much fun. Like that was um, the first time I was ever in a private screening like that with a group of people who, um, you know, I knew everyone or most of everyone. Um, and let me also add for, for listeners, we're all vac- fully vaccinated, right? We've, you know, we've, we're fully vaccinated. So we were passed. So I felt very comfortable in the theater seating. We did still um, just, I just wanted to mention like the safety. We did still wipe everything down before we sat down. Um, for me, <laughs> whenever I ate, whenever I ate something, you know, I didn't have the mask on, but if I wasn't eating or drinking, I still had the mask on. I don't know why, maybe I'm just used to it. Because, no, you know, I knew that everyone was vaccinated. Um, I was just used to it and it was fine. Um, but yeah, it was very rambunctious. It was so fun. It was so fun to cheer and yell and gasp. Um, and I forgot how loud a movie was in the yeah. theater. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed, like how loud, oh my God, just surrounding, like you're inside of, you know, the whole movie experience. So it was definitely something that took me, <laughs> you know, I had to be reminded about how loud it gets, um, but it, it it just felt so, it felt so right to be back in the theater and enjoying a movie in that setting.
0: Yeah. It's weird that um, I never really thought about it before, but, um, you know, because movie theaters for watching a movie was uh, was at least I always thought it was a private type thing, and it was a private thing, but I never realized how social uh watching a movie was, and um, you know, looking back now, yeah, definitely, some of my best times with with uh, you know with people are after the movie you know we're joking around, we're laughing we're we're talking about it, and I didn't realize just how much. I had missed that um, until uh, we we did the uh, the, the experience.
3: Yeah, yeah see, I, that's kind of that's kind of why I do the private screenings is because a we get to first of all it's not as expensive as people would believe it to be, and um, but mostly it's because I love having a social setting where I can see my friends again in a kind of safe manner. And like Chris yeah. just said, uh, for the most part. Um, I I invite people who I know who have been at least partially vaccinated, if not fully vaccinated. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a requirement, obviously, but at the same time, Krija is right. I do always find myself wearing my mask no matter what. So like uh, when I was choking, I was choking. And (laughs) if I was going to die, it was going to spill into my mask. Um, But yeah, it's, it also, it's, it's nice that, you know, a couple of our friends who I haven't seen in a long time were able to actually come out. And it, it, he was like kind of a last minute uh, addition because like that morning he was like, hey man, uh, if you have any extra tickets, my wife and I would love to come. And I was like, dude, bro, I haven't seen you since, they turned 40, since the twins turned 40. So like, it's good to see that guy, um, mainly because he works all the time. So he never gets to leave the office and the fact that he was able to spend one of his free days with us you know it it meant a lot to me so um yeah oh
0: tear i like that one. <laughs> dude you one know when tier. you saw,
4: when you
3: saw him walking up you were surprised too, Den.
0: uh surprised is not the word for it i was
3: like
4: what
0: the hell remember the remember the um, the, the third the, the third part of the um the Chris Nolan um, uh, um, um, Dark Knight series, where Alfred kind of lo- does like the uh, uh, at the cafe and kind of does like a sideways glance and sees Bruce Wayne. That's what it looked like. That was why it was for me. I was like, I, I I looked past Harold and I was like, is that? Oh crap! <laughs> and, I, and then I just quietly gave him a nod and
2: then I drank my coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And you paid your bill at the cafe in Paris. It was a wonderful exactly. story.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um Cause that, cause that, that's where the movie theater was. Yes. Story. Yeah. Harold yeah, was all to Paris. Paris. <laughs> I mean,
1: and, and it's not as expensive as one would think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the theater itself was pretty relatively cheap. It was the tickets they had sending you guys over there.
0: <laughs> and Harold Harold paid for it. That was the weird thing. It's, it's yeah. That stimulus check is really going far, guys. I know. Yeah. Lewis was supposed to do it, but he was like, unless you're taking the bus, we're I'm not out. going.
2: <laughs> Is there a Metrolink stop nearby? <laughs> Is there a flyaway stop on the way to... Can I use, can I use my monthly pass somehow? <laughs> that's how I roll um but yeah dude I, I totally agree I, I mean we'll talk about the movie in a moment but I think what we take for granted what we took for granted honestly like a year or so ago before the pandemic was yeah the social aspect of watching the movies. um I did love I mean you know for content for this podcast you know Dennis and, and Harold and I would would always like look at a calendar and see like which what movies can we review what's coming out this next weekend and it, it became like almost a habit it's almost like uh at least I mean what do you want to say what do you guys want to say? like at least once a month For a a good year or so, we were watching a movie every week. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, every month. So, like, you know, after a whole year of not doing that, having this privilege twice in, you know, in a month or in a month's time was a blessing, to be honest. Like, seeing, uh, I agree with Dennis, when we saw our other friend come in with his wife, like, I really had to pause, too. I mean, it wasn't as dramatic as a Nolan movie, but, you know, I paused in the parking lot. And I said, that's really him. That's great. I gave him a big old hug. I gave Courage a big old hug. It was great. I mean, yes, it's great that we see you on our Zooms. Uh, and thank you for, for, for jumping in and joining us every so often and being so gung-ho about uh, you know, contributing. Uh, but, you know, seeing you in person, which is a, a different thing. So thank, I'm glad to see you. Happy to see you. I'm glad you didn't cough your brains off out like Harold did, but yeah, I think the social <laughs> aspect was great. Um my oh. little quick anecdote about the story though. So like I said, Harold invited us thankfully to see Kong versus Godzilla a few weeks before. Um at the time, like my uh we did not get anything at the concession because they did not have anything at the concession. They only had popcorn. And my son and I were so hyped at the time to get like we're gonna get hot dogs and and ICs and all this jazz. And we couldn't get it. And flip it you know, or or fast forward a few weeks later when we went to see when we well, went to see Mortal Kombat, we went overboard. I literally had I felt bad because I remember working at the AMC cleaning up after slobs like myself. But we bought like two large popcorns because they don't do refills, uh, two ICs and a bag of candy for this, nachos for that, and I was like, let's go crazy. I spent like probably more than Harold spent to, to reserve the theater, but it was kind of <laughs> worth it because yeah, we splurged and we went nuts and it was just great. So, yeah, loved it. Thanks, H. Um, yeah, H, you were saying something. Sorry, dude.
3: Oh, I totally forgot what I was saying.
2: Okay, great. <laughs> no, I, no, oh, I, still,
3: oh. I still like the fact that uh, when your, your kid was asking for what flavors of icy they had, <laughs> and my response was, uh, they got red, blue, and Coke. <laughs>
2: You want a large blue or a small red? Yeah. What do you want, dude? Want Some of the red.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know the flavors. I just know the colors. There could have been worse colors over there. They
0: <laughs> there would could have, have been be. in trouble. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so besides the movie going experience, you know, we 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 broke that in thankfully, and we're looking forward to hopefully more in the future. Um, I'm not sure how 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 often they're gonna do these private screenings, and hopefully, yeah, the theaters. Kind of bounce back to 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 where they could be, um, you know. Let's talk about the movie itself. I, I think um, we, like I said, we had all had a chance to watch it. Um, I myself actually watched it twice. I watched it again on HBO Max because it is there for the next few weeks. But yeah, what did you guys think of Mortal Kombat the movie, the third technically movie of the franchise, uh, not in that order. But what did you guys think of the movie?
1: I'll go because I don't have a lot of experience with Mortal Kombat. I saw the what the nineteen was it ninety. 995 whatever the, yeah. the first Mortal Kombat movie. I remember seeing that but like loving the like techno soundtrack more than <laughs> the movie but seeing seeing this one the it it like blew my mind and maybe I didn't have um, set expectations um, but but I was just so impressed at the fight choreography um, you know and it knew the best part about the movie is it knew what it was. Like, it didn't try to be anything other than, you know, a great fighting video game movie, right? It it, it didn't try too hard. But, yeah, it was just, uh, I have to give, like, whoever did the fight choreography, I, that, that was amazing to me. And some of those, and I love how they um, kind of, like, harkened back to the original video game with, like, some of the fatalities um, from what I remember. However, my only gripe, I was waiting for a friendship. I was waiting for someone to bring (laughs) out a cake and bring out a friendship. That's all.
2: We we still have time (laughs) for the sequel. Don't worry. They
1: want a friendship. I demand
2: friendships. (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, uh, Kershaw, which one would you rather
0: have? um, Or which one do you think would make more sense? A friendship or a babality? Because... (laughs)
1: Can we still, can
0: we use the term <laughs> babyality? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because we, we just did. did. I want I want cake.
0: Okay. Well, you because I, I, I imagine imagine in that movie out of nowhere, um, and uh, all of a sudden um, Goro uh, all of a sudden becomes a small baby Goro, and then he gets he and then all of a sudden he gets killed. With, with you know. Oh God. And, I, I would
4: pay
0: Do you money. want to kill a baby? Now see, because notice the how to Notice how I chose. I, I I didn't choose a human baby. You know, oh, I, chose oh. the, uh, I chose one of the. I chose one. I chose a CGI one, and I can't believe you guys were so like, uh, so like um uh, hurt by that one. You would kill. You would kill an imaginary, uh, you know, a uh, CGI character that doesn't exist. How dare you? How dare Fair. you, sir?
3: That always reminds me of that John uh I uh, ever heard that a uh, Penn Oswald bit where he talks about like uh if he ever has like a, a baby he wanted to have like some some if there was like a robot that could um like take care of the baby for him but accidentally like uh skinned the baby and oh, then Lord. The, the, the crowd starts booing and he Pat Oswald goes oh boo imaginary robot i just made up right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I fair fair um I'll, I'll go um i'm i'm kind of with Kerja. i like i left that i i left that i forget who, who i asked and uh, who asked me? And I was like, um, "It's it's not gonna win any Academy Awards anytime soon. Um, you know, it, uh, no, no one's gonna go in there and and say, you know, the um, the character progression was uh, re- <laughs> really amazing. It really touched me. Yeah. Not, nothing like that. But it was, you know, it was uh, them trying to get um, as much gore and as much action as possible. Um, you know, one of my favorite. Uh, reviews that I saw, and it was a negative review. Like um, it, it had all like it, it was raving about everything that I liked. Uh, you know, the action sequences, the um, you know, the 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 costuming, everything. And then, but he was like, but it was a terrible movie, and the reason why was because there was no Mortal Kombat. You know, and I thought to myself, did it really need a a, a, a um, like a competition? like no nah, it's it's cool for what it was, as treasurezier said, um, for what it was supposed to be, I thought it was fun. um, it was a great movie um the, the, the and, and but I'm gonna do a i'm gonna put a little like caveat over here because I don't know if it was because it was my first time watching in a movie theater in the longest time. I don't know what how I would feel if this was. Regular, um, regular movie. Um, you know, we've seen other movies uh, before that. I don't know how it felt, but it felt really good that every single time, especially. No spoiler alert that one of the best finishing moves was um, was the the spinning hat. You know, the saw uh, the saw, saw fatality. Oh lord! And dude. the moment that happened, like I stood up and I started going ha! <laughs> 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 And i couldn't help it i was like man okay there you go that's what i was looking for and you know just with that just how cheesy like and that was the thing they knew what the cheese factor was like the fact that there was a dragon that appeared out of nowhere you know like (laughs) why okay cool you know (laughs) why is it that all of a sudden Sonya sonia blade has like um you know energy coming out of her arms even though she didn't work hard for it like everybody else Cool. Just accept it. <laughs> you know the only yeah. thing. My only gripe is that she didn't do the uh, you know the 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 neck grab with her legs and then bring her down like like Bridget Wilson did. Uh, yeah, you know that's the only thing I I w- I would have wanted. So my yeah. only one gripe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I I think the the funny thing about what they they talked or how they described this movie is that they didn't <clears throat> for once or i guess as a change of pace they didn't hire actors to do martial arts they hired martial artists to do acting i guess or to do this movie and it's it, you're right it totally shows um i think you know the the um uh, the the cast that they had was perfect for this movie uh I, I like that theme like they knew what they were going into they're not they weren't trying to win any like you know, uh, acting awards or anything like that, uh, unless you're into stunt acting and uh, martial arts, because some of that stuff is amazing and like uh, visceral and great, which is just like you know what you expect out of a Mortal Kombat movie. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it too. Um, I'm with you. Then I'm not sure if I would have enjoyed it as much as I did if things were normal, like if we didn't have the quarantine or the pandemic. If we were had if we had paid fifteen bucks to watch this, I'm not sure if I would have been as happy. Uh, but yeah maybe it is it's the um, it's the environment of of watching it setting yeah yeah, exactly the setting of being around friends and being raucous and I think I'm pretty sure I did hear you over the buzzsaw of that fatality (laughs) like yeah I I think the whole theater like went up on that one and unfortunately nothing quite matched it after that but (laughs) at least we can have that moment of, of of a of a bat woman getting sliced in half by a stationary saw so go. so yeah and you know i i did you know i don't know if it was a big brain move or a smooth brain move that i brought my son and his little friend but you know yeah we'll we'll see how that goes you know it, it reminds me of when my dad brought me to see robocop back in 87 or 89 and that dude exploded i'm like oh wonderful so maybe like in forty in thirty, forty years my kids would be like, I remember when my dad scarred me and we watched Mortal Kombat. It was <laughs> yeah. great. I love you, Dad. Um, he was gonna one, be fine
0: with it.
3: One special effect
0: that I really, really enjoyed was there was a scene where there was like wind blowing and I realized it was just Harold coughing.
2: It's one of those 4D theaters. Amazing. Harold spared no expense for us. Exactly.
3: <laughs> you wanted the real experience, man. Yeah. Um, my, my real quick review is uh, as a dork who's watched both of the, well, technically now all of the Mortal Kombat movies on opening weekend, I guess, uh, I've watched two of those Mortal Kombat movies with Dennis, apparently, and then, like I said, the other Mortal Kombat with uh, Dennis's ex-best friend. Um, But um, having for the first time,
0: notice how you watch the uh, the crappier movie. Yes,
3: I know. Yeah, that's why he moved to Portland because of that. But um, the re like you know, video game nerds over here, where it's one of the games that we're I, I at least. Um, played in the arcades almost as much as Street Fighter. So I, uh, when the first movie came out, I really looked forward to it, and then uh, got disappointed by the second one. So when the third one finally comes out here, and they actually have fatalities, there's actual good. Like remember in the first one, Liu Kang hits Shang Tsung off a building or off a, a bridge, and he manages to dodge all the spikes, and he still calls it a fatality. Uh, no, no sir. Yeah, no. <laughs> You are wrong, sir. Um. Kung Lao buzzsawing somebody's face, that's a fatality. Um, and then, uh, yes, there was um, uh, Liu Kang doing the uh, dragon fatality, and way cooler than the dragon animality he did in Mortal Kombat Annihilation.
2: So random, by the way, yeah.
3: That that was crappy. <laughs> so, like, that fanboy part of me, I was super excited about like actually seeing good fatalities. Like Krija said, Actual decent fights, like um, yeah, there. You know the fighting scenes. Uh, Johnny Cage versus Scorpion was a good fight, uh, in the original one. Uh, luke Kang versus Sub Zero was one. But this one, there was actually like you know. Oh come we on! He of,
0: threw he threw a uh, he a threw water bucket. bucket. Yes. And it became ice shards, and it yeah. still mm-hmm. But he only threw the ice bucket because Talisa Soto was
3: in the back, being like, "Yo, throw the ice bucket."
2: you amazing
3: (laughs) i'm never forgetting her name she'll always be katana but uh the yeah it's it's just like like everybody says don't go into this thinking it's ever going to be like any kind of acting exercise you're just literally going in for the blood and gore like jack's getting his arms blasted off
4: uh oh yeah
3: that's like that's what you're there for and then um, the fact that they got a impersonator to do both Seth Rogan and Conor McGregor at the same time, and called oh, him Kano, you can go. was very. You can go good. Away. And <laughs> Kano, Kano was the highlight of the movie, pretty much.
2: Yeah, like, dude, I'd I agree. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, he was. Uh, I was sad <laughs> to see him go, but loved every scene he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: real quick, Harold, um, why the heck does that guy, guy sound exactly like Seth Rogen? Is is my, is my question. Oh wait, I'm thinking of a different movie. Never mind. Hold on, scratch <laughs> that. Completely different movie. Um, if you, if sorry, if you watch, if you, if you watch, um, uh, Mitchell's versus the machine.
4: No, um, <gasps> I
0: watched that.
4: You... Oh, that guy
0: movie. was Seth Rogen, wasn't he? It's so good. No, it, was it wasn't dude. Seth Rogen. Oh, wasn't it? It was who was it? Danny Mc... Dan 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 McBride. Dan McBride. Yeah, I, I, knew, like, I, I knew that. I was like. Like after I was, I, I thought that's the best, that's the best Seth Rogen movie I've seen in a long time. And so I looked do, at it like I was like, oh, let's just crap, do that's this. Re- Seth Rogen.
3: We'll do this review really quickly. That was probably one of the best movies I've seen in a long time.
0: Agreed. It was really Agreed. good. Um, I w- I was in tears and I was clutching my daughter the whole time. <laughs> oh
4: <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we that's can,
0: so sweet. We should do a review on that next time. Yeah, we should yeah. do a review on that. Uh, real quick, going back so that we can ignore the uh, the, the the Mitchell one um, and and save that one. Um, the the one thing that I found hilarious in in the movie is just how dumb and stupid like the the Earth representatives are compared to the uh, that world representatives. Because Shang Tsung was like, you know what? Let's just cheat. Let's 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 just cheat everything and uh, try to kill everybody before we, uh, you know. But that's like one of the basic rules of a uh, of Mortal Kombat. You can't like interfere. And so when Raiden found out, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to put up a wall. Not going to do anything. And they still cheated. Just yeah. Just kept on <laughs> cheating. And that's how uh... they won. I don't know. Uh, again, great movie and everything. Uh, Louis, I know you're gonna be uh, jumping on. Uh, uh, can I uh, uh, have? Uh, can I do a real quick uh, Mortal Kombat story? Absolutely, um, for sure. Dude. I think I might have. I might have told this story to Harold and Louis at one point in our friendship, but um, this is for the audience. Um, my my favorite Mortal Kombat um, um, moment ever um, in like playing the video game was I um back in the nineties um, I would spend my summers in the Philippines and one summer just so happened to be when Mortal Kombat came out and um that whole year I had been playing Mortal Kombat so I would memorized pretty much most of like the fatalities and everything um, I went to the Philippines and I was at um I, I was at the uh, the Mega Mall. Um, uh, uh, the the Mega Mall like our arcade and they just they had like one of my days there they had just um, um put in a um a Mortal Kombat machine like I actually saw them like put it in and all of these like Filipinos are going ooh ah what is that <laughs> like oh that is so gross uh, like and, and, but nobody knew how to play it nobody knew how to do it so um I, like I stepped in there and I played and I started. <laughs> I started playing, and everybody was like, Oh, what is going on here? And then I, I did the first like a uh, fatality with Scorpion, and I, I, I gotta tell you, it was the fobbiest scream I've ever heard. <laughs> it's it like everybody was like, What is that? Aww. And, and, I know that, that that was my one big moment, and I will always cherish that.
2: Amen. That was, that was the closest Dennis has been to becoming God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He redeemed himself from. He chaos. ruled
2: that damn arcade. Dude, <laughs> so oh, one dude, afternoon uh, that was yours. No, not
0: not not. I got that, Not one afternoon because um um you know unlike Harold when he goes to the Philippines where he gets to party and everything. Uh, my world is the mega mall. So I was there for like maybe two weeks. And at a certain point, people started r- r- recognizing who I was, and <laughs> and people were like asking me how how do you do? What is the move that you do the the the, the, the ice ball and all those things? And I'm like, ice oh well, ball. this is how you do it, you know. Uh,
4: <laughs> you have the flexor so cool. accent too.
0: Yeah, it it was a it was a good two weeks. Unfortunately, I had to go back to America, you know. But yeah. I I
2: would have I would have been a Mortal Kombat king over there. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
2: you have to come okay. back and and go back to Tan's Donuts and. Uh,
4: Tang <laughs> it, damn
2: it! Damn my bad. I I, I okay my bad. Okay. He there. <laughs> this yeah. is why. He was this is why it. nobody wants you. I just wanted. <laughs> I just wanted to be, feel like I'm part of Tangs. So <laughs> be cool for. Um, I
3: think. Uh, we just real quickly we'll talk about the one big omission that everybody's been talking about in the movie, is the fact that every original no, character Mortal in Mortal Kombat, the uh original like every original character was there except for Johnny Cage and yeah he was like where the hell is johnny cage he's he's that guy he splits and punches peoples in the nuts and i think <laughs> a lot of people were like uh this new guy cole young is cool but he's not johnny cage and i was like well maybe eventually he's gonna turn and then nope they do the teaser where they're gonna meet up johnny cage in the next one so that's your spoiler yeah
0: in Hollywood. I yeah, yeah, I'm still con- I'm still confused with Cole's power. Like what was his power?
3: Oh, he becomes a wicker basket. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just a woven. <laughs> yeah,
3: so you know what his you know what his name is, right when he becomes a fighter? Please.
1: Uh... Basket.
3: <laughs> it is John Wicker.
4: Oh <laughs> god. So good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Lewis, move on. <laughs> Actually, no, real quick. But thanks for bringing that up here. So then we'll 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 leave Mortal Kombat where it is. Uh, but like, I I think my favorite part of Twitter lately is that uh, all these people, not all these, but at least two people are politicking to get that Johnny Cage role. I've seen The Miz, who is a WWE wrestler, former champion, and former real world guy, and Ryan Reynolds. So I'm like, okay, unfortunately. I'm rooting for the Miz being the wrestling head that I Get am. Get out of here! But at the same time, it's like, no, it's right. I'm pu- I'm putting you in a waiting room right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, well, what I was about to say is if Ryan Reynolds is putting his hat or his his name in the hat, dude, that's that's his to lose at this point. If Mortal Kombat and Warner Brothers is trying to find that big name to carry this franchise, and it looks like they're trying to build this as a franchise because, yeah, they did leave uh, a lot of, op- uh, you know, dangling threads and where this movie can go. So, yeah, uh, it'd be fun to see who they eventually cast as Johnny Cage. I'm sure people will still be disappointed, but at the same time, you know, nerds are going to be nerds. Nerds. Um you did see the picture though, right? Well it was which, of which one? I'm sorry.
0: Um of uh, Ryan Reynolds.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, his little photoshop of it. Yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> solid. So I appreciate that Ryan Reynolds is trying to like make it his thing. Yeah. Like you you just you do you, man. Cuz uh, just...
0: everybody on this podcast knows Ryan Reynolds is my next Will Smith. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: I know that's a hell of a pedestal, dude.
1: I know.
0: Um, you, know Wait, well, you, did, Russia... you said pedestal, right? Because... Yeah. You yes. started with peda, and I was like, "Where are you going?"
2: <laughs> like like That's style. not what I heard. That's not what I heard. <laughs> pedestal. Show me how to do the scorpion.
3: <laughs> Don't you dare cancel Ryan Reynolds. Uh,
2: <laughs> scorpion was so good in the movie. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Kuroo <Kershaw laughs> just got lost real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hanzo so Hisashi good. learned English yeah. in hell, apparently. But, the whole yeah. like
1: beginning and then ugh.
2: yeah that that was the that was the one thing
0: though the beginning was so good yeah it, it like the, the other, rest a, a, and then afterwards with cold like ah let's bring back your grandfather yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what are you transforming into him come on yeah I, that's I, what I thought yeah. what, I, I think we
3: all thought or at least for the most part I was like oh cold turns into scorpion.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking he was gonna like sacrifice himself to oh, like okay. a blood sacrifice, and he becomes that guy <laughs> and, and uh... finally get rid of him. You know, but no. I guess that a good one too. I, I I guess that would be um um Asian
2: hate. If that <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to stop. We're supposed to stop. Yeah, that, there's, yes. but there's a whole thing we gotta yes, stop. there's it. a whole, <laughs> there's a whole thing. Turns <laughs> okay. out. Well, actually, that's a great segue. Thank you very yeah, much, Yeah, Thank so, you. That's a way wow. to go. That's what I waiting thought that to that go. was the purpose of it. And you
0: were like tippy-toeing around. it, like, ooh-doo-doo. <laughs> that's, that's how, how I you? tippy-toe, by the way. <laughs> okay. When very I like... around, it's, it's really loud. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet. I'm going, like, ooh-doo-doo-doo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Excellent, excellent tiptoeing. <laughs> um, so speaking of the cast, like one of the biggest things that we can celebrate about the, uh, this movie, you know, needless uh, or, or no matter how you like the movie or not, is the prominence of an Asian American cast. And you know, we, uh, speaking of, like I mentioned earlier, at the beginning of the podcast, um, that week it opened uh, a few weeks ago that our uh, Mortal Kombat and the Demon Slayer movie topped the theaters um and as well as what do you call it in the oscars that happened that same weekend we had a significant you know asian american uh, uh presence that in both in both the nominees and the winners so yeah, for today's one that's right i'm so <laughs> uh, and seoul uh one as well oh, wait no oh it's not about the <laughs> korean capital my bad no okay. no no, no. That, that, oh. that's not the, that's not within <laughs> no.
0: no
2: oh no. Yeah. damn it oh, i was misinformed by the internet Damn you, Internet. So, you know, um, May is, uh, if you haven't been on the Internet or whatnot, it is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So, yeah, you know, I thought it was a good segue. it was, it was a the month chance. of Mary. I thought it was also barbecue month, but, you know, oh, okay. it's it's many interpretations. Um, gotcha. It's also my birthday, so we're going to be celebrating like half a dozen times. So, you know, get ready. Yeah, yeah uh, Purge,
0: be, be ready because um, uh, Lewis celebrates like 10 times. At least. Um, you know, and I'm backed sometimes. up because last year we didn't. Wait, get to I have a celebrate. question. Yes. Will
1: Lewis show up at his own birthday oh. event?
2: He's <laughs> gonna be late. He's gonna Yo. be late. You He's know, gonna be late. My wife is gonna drive me, so I will be there eventually. Thank you.
3: Dad. <laughs> wait, are you wait, hold on, before you start this, uh, you're saying that you're you're gonna
2: have a special birthday because your birthday got canceled last year. No, I'm just saying I'm backed up because I, you know, we didn't get to do one last year. <laughs> oh but yeah, because no, no, last no. year
3: was an important year for you
2: and yeah. Not for- not for the people who turned forty last year. Yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll get back to you when we get when we get to August, Harold. Hey, hey, not Hershey, about you know, right now, H. Excuse Hershey,
0: me. Do you know whose <laughs> whose birthday is around May also? No. Uh, it, it's it's uh, Louis's wife's birthday. Um, guess how many oh. times? Guess how many times we celebrate Louis's wife?
1: <laughs> oh, please tell me more than the times you celebrate Louis. <laughs> <Lewis. laughs>
0: Well, you because
1: don't. if anyone deserves to have more <laughs> celebrations than Lewis, it's, it's the woman Lewis's
2: wife. <laughs> it's the poor woman who has to put up with me. <laughs>
3: um I, I think we all learned from the last time Lewis had birthday parties, mm-hmm. um, that his wife does get a birthday party.
4: Mm-hmm. Except just... he
3: takes over it and then it's his birthday party again. Oh no! So she never gets her own thing unless we plan it specifically for her, <laughs> because he will
2: take over. <laughs> hey man, her
4: her her 40, her
2: fortieth at the at at throwback or whatever that club was called. That was all her. But last year at the karaoke for Hello Kitty, yeah, I did take over that. That's that's on me. <laughs> I uh, but you know whatever It is. everybody had fun everybody had soju it was a wonderful evening
3: yeah there's All so right. many videos of her celebrating her birthday no wait a minute I'm sorry nope
2: there's so many oh, videos no. of you dancing in the middle of the stage oh, and singing no. every song no, 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 no. It's, it's performance art man it's you know that's that's my gift to her is she <laughs> <laughs> she, she gets to go sit down babe please She gets to see Louis Croon and dance and everything. You know, it it was good. It was good. It's the gift that stops giving the first time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the gift that never gave anything. It's the gift that stops giving. It it stops giving after the first in (laughs) sync (laughs) song. Well, this turned. This has turned into a wonderful month of May so far. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) No problem. <laughs> so back to the topic you a-holes oh yeah yeah so you know I, I asked everybody here in our little panel to basically let's celebrate you know asian american uh con- contribution in pop culture um you know and and you know we obviously we don't record these or we're, we don't live in a bubble we don't live in a vacuum and the last few weeks last few months has been a little rough a little uh, ha- has been very rough for the asian american community so you know uh, a lot of um hate violence uh, against our elders our youth and everything around that so you know today uh for the month and looking you forward you know youth? Youths, yes, the youths to youth. of today. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to challenge everybody, not challenge, but I wanted to ask everybody to kind of help celebrate and, like, let's recognize uh, our contribution to pop culture. Like, we are still a pop culture website, so we're not going to get all political or socioeconomic or whatnot. But oh, like, we never let's, do let's, political. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, but, you know, we, I, I wanted to ask you guys, or, like, uh, at least bring up, like, let's celebrate some of our contributions uh, in pop culture. And Khrush actually in the chat brought up a really great example. Uh, point that, you know, we can't just celebrate today's, you know, crop of current pop culture icons, but like, you know, there are, you know, we, we there are huge influences in our past. So we'll start with that. So um, can we let us go around the, the panel and just kind of talk about who were our influences or who were influential Asian American Pacific um, folks in pop culture that we loved or kind of stuck in our hearts uh, to, to yeah to today.
0: Okay, should we do this round robin style? up?
2: yeah yeah i, I think okay, that stick so that works who do you want to go first lewis um you know i'm gonna cheat because i i'm gonna say this lady and before you guys do but i'm gonna give a shout out to Leia salonga um it is <laughs> sorry h um i'm gonna cheat because how many episodes has it been dennis that we've said that we oh no you just said it we we grew up in the philippines so growing up in the philippines uh when you know as a as a young man, I knew who Lea Salonga was, but when she was offered, or she when we found out she that she was singing the main song in this little movie that was going to come up called Aladdin. Like a, a lot of our, you know, uh, there was a, such such a sense of pride in the Philippines back then. And fast forward a few weeks or a few months after the movie dropped, and we finally got a chance to see it. We did not know what we were in for, and she became like an icon. With that song, along with the song. And then, you know, following that up with a lead role in in, uh, Miss Saigon, she became like so huge back then. And it was it. And uh, like I promised this whole thing, like there's a sense of pride um, that comes from seeing one of our own kind of break that, uh, you know, break that 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 atmosphere and be part of the of uh, of, uh, at least, you know, mainstream uh, back then. So that's my first pick. One of the most influential women uh, singers um in, in my youth uh last longer did you say youths youths yes <laughs> I, I don't know how to speak today dude gotcha. you know
3: uh, miss saigon came out before aladdin right
2: yeah oh, i was really? gonna say that um... See, i don't even know uh, we didn't have the <laughs> internet back then
3: because no because in the when i was in the philippines in 1990 there was displays for miss saigon everywhere and i had oh, no wow. idea what it was and then they were like oh the only reason that there's all these displays for this um the soundtrack is because the girl that's singing it is filipino and i was like oh is it in english and they said yes and i was like oh but she has a weird british accent so
2: yeah very confusing
3: because well, um,
0: uh, people in the philippines had, had british accents apparently
2: here, here my only problem is i didn't really i didn't see miss saigon till like i was here so all the posters were up and stuff mm-hmm. like but my, my my wonderful folks were a little I mean, besides my dad taking me to see RoboCop. But they were a little conservative about, uh, you know, plays about harems and all that stuff. So I was like, I don't think you're ready for see this. But anyway, so yeah, um, that was my Little Miss Saigon. Uh, gotcha. I'll,
0: I'll go <laughs> next. Um, uh, you know, growing up um, in the Philippines, um, turns out there's a lot of us there. And so um, it, uh, there was really no, like, I, I didn't realize, um, that, like, the, the difference, but it wasn't until I moved here to America that I realized just how, um, how significant um uh, an actor is in one of my most favorite like shows ever. Um, and uh, the person I kind of but one of the icons that I want to talk about is George Decay. Um, you know, George Decay, of course, um of Star Trek uh, fame, um, he is you know, uh, Sulu um, will always be there. Um, And I still remember watching it. And there's one episode in particular, and everybody, of course, knows that episode. Um, It's where um, everybody kind of gets discombobulated. Um, Everybody um, starts, uh, like, um, kind of forgets who, not necessarily who they are, but their inhibitions and everywhere. And then all of a sudden you see um, George Takei as Sulu, um, bare chested. Um, and you know, um, f- fighting and then kissing women, um, and that was at that time. Considering that, if we look at you know, especially the 80s, the 90s, if we take a look at the leading men who were who were who were uh, who were Asian, um, you know, Pacific Islander, whatever you want to call it, um, it was always either they were a villain, um, and they were a concubine of some sort, or um, it was the uh, laughing stock um embarrassing you know uh, asian character that um that that is like the the ultimate stereotype and i i remember watching it as like whoa you know th- this this thing's on uh, on tv and you're seeing like a strong uh you know a strong Individual, a strong Asian man, um, being portrayed as one of the very first times that it ever happened. Of course, now we know that George Takei has become um, influential uh, in pop culture in many ways, not just with Asian Americans, but also in the LGBTQ plus, um, you know, uh, community. Um, he has become a bastion of uh, who, um, you know, uh, who an Asian American person is supposed to be. So I think I'm going to start with George Takei.
2: Awesome pick, dude. That's great.
1: Um, I'll go. um uh, the 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 person who I'm going to say first is someone. Uh, she is probably the first um, the first person I noticed who looked like me on TV. Um, and I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> What, this is how, this is going to age me, but I don't care. Um, I'm going to talk about the new Mickey Mouse Club that started oh, in like 1988 and ran through oh, the dear. early 90s. And we we all know Christina Aguilar. We all know Britney Spears. We all know Justin Timberlake. But for me, young Krisha is, you know, watching TV, singing Dee Magno on TV dancing, singing, acting, you know, doing those sketches, being funny in front of a, a like a studio audience. That was eye opening to me, because we always talk about how, you know, representation matters. And if we see someone who looks like us in in that place of power in that place of, you know, you know, um, in that place of, you know, what, what do you call that? Uh, I can't think of the word, but <laughs> if you see that person and you're looking up to that person, you think to yourself, I can do that too. And Didi was that person for me. She was the first Filipino American kid who, you know, who 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 did all of that, who acted and danced and sang. And she was on the new Mickey Mouse Club and sure she didn't get as much you know, um, notice as, you know, some of the other members of the club. But she, since then, has, you know, continued with a singing career. She, I saw her a couple years ago, actually. Um, she did a, the production, the East-West Players production of Next to Normal. So I got to see her on stage and I was like in the third row and seeing her, my hero, as a little girl, grown up. And still rocking it and killing it on stage, singing and dancing like it was it was full circle for me. So I'm i am going to give her a shout out. Um, probably someone no one expected, but she did mean a lot to me as a kid.
0: Uh, courage. Funny part is I was actually going to use Didi. Dee Dee um as um as, as one of my examples um yeah, really? and, but yeah and but the funny part not for not for uh, the disney one um, I know but, what you're but, thinking but um first and foremost, I knew her because I actually got to see her once um as kim in my miss saigon during mm-hmm. uh, during a tour you know um but um she is uh, she is one of the uh, main voice actors in um in Steven universe um, Oh and she is um you know she is uh, she, her her um actor the actress that the plays pearl um so she's in the uh, the original one the um the uh, the Steven universe future she's in the movie and it's funny that when i first heard it i was entranced because um if you are a fan of her uh, and Lewis, I was talking to Lewis about this. Uh, there's a lot of amazing Steven Universe songs that that focus that um, that really um, that really is her singing and her singing to this day still is amazing still very very um still still very emotional um you know uh, my daughter is a huge fan of her um you know uh, she she's actually uh, like uh, she's seen her alive because she 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 watches like um when when uh, when they, they go on panels and everything and it's always been something like dude I always tell Phoebe you know, that she's Filipina, she's you know, she's a great singer. And of course I don't want to tell her that she was also in uh that she was also in Sister Act back in the habit but I mean yeah, there, <laughs> <laughs> <there's
4: another
0: laughs> one, but, but the one I the, the reason why I was going to use uh, choose her is um the Stevie Universe she's still
2: amazing. Uh, that's some longevity that's, then, dude. Oh, I love her. Okay. I love her. I don't know how uh she's in my blind spot cuz I well obviously not growing up here I, I did not watch Mickey Mouse Club. And uh, yeah, actually, Dan, thanks for reminding me. But yeah, uh, my son listens to the songs. We don't actually watch the movie or the show. So maybe uh, we have to uh, amend that. So great recommendation. H, what about you, dude?
0: Yeah, um, no, real I, quick. Um, okay. Sorry,
2: H, before.
0: I, and, um, you know, since we already talked about I was going to mention that in the in influential uh, in modern times. But if you look at that show. If you want to talk about uh, uh, re- Asian re- Asian Pacific Island representation, that shows uh, like more than half of the of the voice actresses um, is is there. I mean, Excellent. three of them were three of them were Kim and Miss Saigon at one
2: point. But that's awesome. <laughs> that's a stacked cast, man. That's like that sounds about right. <laughs> that's like the dream team of Miss Saigon cast. <laughs> um, All
3: stars i'm gonna do a real quick shout out because uh i've mentioned him a million times before uh but uh the first one and just briefly mention is Lude diamond phillips because uh as everybody in the world apparently knows mm-hmm. La bomba is the one movie that makes me cry consistently besides coco one of uh, two there you go i was gonna say one of two, one one of two, two, two. movies and uh as of where i'm sitting right now mm-hmm. i can see the bridge where uh Issa Morales yells for his brother, Richie, uh, Richie. Where, where, where it used to be. I'm sorry. Now it's not there anymore. Um, but I had no idea as a kid that, I mean, not as a kid, but as a, like, when I was younger, when it first came out, that he was Filipino, like half Filipino. And then um, later on, you know, you read the, like, the newspapers. And then I was like, why is he in the Asian M Journal? And then it's like, oh, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. So um, quick shout out to him. But my first pick is going to be someone I think we we talk about briefly but I don't know if we ever really go into his career too much um, but it's because he looks he looked as a kid he looked just like my god brother so we used to make fun of my god brother all the time um, but his name is Ernie Reyes Jr. and he uh, when I was a kid and uh, this, this does age us very well Ernie Reyes Jr. was in everything that I loved so mm-hmm. um, he was obviously the second star and I will always die to my dad saying that the second star in the last dragon. Besides, uh, I, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure he was the first star there, bro. That time has <laughs> his moment, bro. Like,
4: okay. It, fine.
3: it goes Time Ernie Reyes up, and then the the crappy guy that played Johnny, and then whatever. Um,
0: oh whoa whoa whoa! I'm I'm gonna defend Johnny over here. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: but like, come on. Like, okay okay, he was great, but you know Ernie Reyes should have had that part. Anyways, um so. He was in that. And then when we were kids, he was on a TV show called Sidekicks that like, uh, as I was like, what the, uh, it was another creepy version of uh, Different Strokes. He was adopted by, uh, you know, somebody else. But I, I don't remember anything about the show. I just remember yeah. him fighting. He,
0: he could fight. That that That's the. Uh... Yeah,
3: that was it. And then he was in Red <laughs>
0: Sonia.
3: Like in Red Sonia, he was just, you know, I think they just hired him to be the little Asian kid and everything because he was little and he could do martial arts. And then it's uh, like, you know, obviously his career advances to some of the greatest classics of all time, Surf
0: Ninjas.
1: You're number uh, being, one. You <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. That's one of... There, there's another one I'm hoping that... that I'm going to say that's number one, aside from Surf Ninja. But I do agree, Surf Ninja, Ninja was a great movie.
3: Yeah, he was in that. And then, you know, uh, obviously getting to play Turtles and, you know, being honestly when you see kino for the first time in in ninja turtles 2 you realize right away that they made a mistake by not making him the star of that movie because literally everything he does in that movie it's like he can do everything that all four of the turtles can do except do quips as good as raphael and michelangelo but like anytime you'd see any rays jr in any of these things you'd be like dude so good, and then he has the one part in Rush Hour where he
0: runs away. Um, yeah. Oh, don't don't, don't forget um the runaway. The rundown.
3: The rundown. Oh, rundown.
0: rundown. There you go. Yeah,
3: where he gets the bicycle, kick the rock in the face.
0: He's Brazilian in that movie for some reason. For some reason.
3: But you know the thing that I know him most about is that he used to eat at Sunam Luang a lot on Saturday nights after after training. Oh,
1: <laughs> and, and really? after clumping. <laughs> no, that'd be
3: even worse. But we'd see him and he'd be like, hey, you. That gay. Oh, that's
2: cool. That gay. Yeah, uh, I mean, every time the Chiefs had a a playoff run or a game on, I would have to have I have a ugh, I would say Kansas City the way he does in rundown. Hey Kansas City. <laughs> um for <laughs> yeah dude um what do you call it for mine uh, i'll do a couple uh or just two honorable mentions before i go into mine um my two honorable mentions i guess would have well, to be well,
0: what if those honorable mentions are the ones that i'm waiting for oh my bad yeah. okay, you know what you're right yeah. we'll
2: skip that then we'll skip that good idea far. good idea no yeah, honorable just mentions.
0: Be, just because harold gets to do oh i want to do a shout out so that yeah i get to talk no, about my favorite no movie of the whole it. <laughs> Between the line time. and tiptoeing, you could, have, no you could have done that. I would have done Ernie Reyes. Nah. Um, I, would have, I, would have chose, I would have chosen Ernie Reyes Jr. Oh, in a heartbeat, dude. Come on.
2: I think all of us would have done Ernie Reyes Jr.
1: I, I would time. have done.
2: <laughs> Especially <Yeah. laughs> Surf Ninja hey, I, gonna...
1: I literally I quoted Surf Ninjas today. I still <laughs> quote it. <laughs> I have problems. This stupid <laughs> little
3: brother needs Game Gear. Come on, bro.
2: <laughs> game Gear with no cartridges in there. Get out of here.
1: Get out of here.
2: <laughs> Such a liar. Uh, okay, so for my next uh, my next choice, it's gonna be a, 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 an odd choice. I, I'd like to think or whatnot, but as I promised before, I'm I'm a bit of a wrestling fan. So one of my and more most influential uh, people uh, growing up is Yokozuna. Uh, he was a WWE F champion back in the 90s, Rodney Anoy uh, from the famous uh, Samoan family of wrestlers. Um, it kind of goes back to what Curzio was talking about, about representation. Um, not necessarily that a 500-pound Samoan guy represents me, but I kind of loved how growing up, this dude was the biggest, meanest, worst bad guy the WWF could come up with to put up against the, your heroes, Hulk Hogan and you know Bret, uh, Bret Hart and everybody else and they could not stand a chance against him and uh, it, 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 it in, uh, in an odd way it kind of filled me with pride like this brown dude now it's hard to premise or uh, for the listener for the younger listeners at least it, it's hard to imagine not being able to google somebody's background or whatnot but I fell you know hook line and sinker with the whole premise that oh he's Japanese even though I found out when I was much older he's actually Samoan from freaking Carson so you know but growing up I was like dude yes like like an Asian guy is wrecking these all these guys, and he is just dominating uh the championship scene and it it was great being represented or at least being- uh, being seen seeing your face up on the big screen and it kind of reminds me of the fact that you know um I think Harold's seen the documentary I'm sure he's seen the documentary on Batista whenever he goes to the Philippines he is like the Pope. Whenever he comes over there because the people love him. And so it, it's kind of the same way, I guess, like when I saw Yokozuna back in the early 90s, just, you know, doing this thing and just wrecking everybody in his path. Like there was a sense of pride. And it was like, that's awesome. And if anything, that that pride actually like multiplied even more when I found out, you know, later on that, yes, he was you know Samoan or he was you know an LA kid who um you know from this great uh, legendary background and all and all that stuff you know he has passed uh, passed away but his legacy li- lives on like currently my wife's favorite wrestler Roman Reigns who wrestles without a shirt on as he w- she would uh, remind me every time he comes on TV um is currently a champion a cousin of the you know one of the legendary NOI family so yeah his legacy lives on um, you know, and I'm happy that he was part of my childhood growing up and, you know, part of me, part of what that, you know, still kind of keeps me as a wrestling fan, you know, and yeah. And like, like I said, representation matters. So I'm kind of happy that wrestling, more. For, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss, they ha- they have diversified their, you know, their their champions, the faces of their champions lately have diversified they're more african-american champions you know like i mentioned uh, roman reigns obviously and not to mention the rock obviously is still a freaking icon for that company so you know props are there for for, for wrestling to evolve and being a little more re- representative so yeah that's my that's one of my childhood heroes yokozuna rodney anoi
0: I I love the fact that uh, through his rant, um, Lewis just went through like four Asian American people that oh. uh, I I could have chosen for my wrestling Sorry, thing. Dude. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I, thank you, you big jerk. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah,
1: checking off Dave Batista, yes. <laughs> checking, oh, checking off the Rock, Roman
0: Roman yeah. Reigns. Yeah, don't need to include the Rock. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, so uh, I'll go next. Um, um, I I was gonna go with, hmm, I've, I've I've used him multiple times, so uh, I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with an icon. I'm gonna go with I, I um a, an influential um you know uh, influential in pop culture. I'm gonna take it in a different way uh, because technically this person is didn't exist it's a uh a fictional character um in the 90s um there was a, a a comic book character that was created that um that for some reason i really loved and i i really enjoyed um and her name is jubilee um you know jubilation yeah, nice and dude. um you know it, it and i and i picked up that book um, in the nineties. And it was, it was funny. It was a, you know, it was an, it was a, it was an Asian uh, girl in in the story, an Asian girl who loved going to the malls who just so happened to be a mutant. Um, And, of all the characters because they were introducing all these different characters of all the characters she became big in the 90s for some reason um you know especially when she started teaming up with with Wolverine um you know she ended up being uh, having a prominent part a prominent role in the Wolverine um issues in the 90s and then she was part of the uh, the X-Men series and everything and so for for the longest time it was really cool to see and i know there were a lot of like uh, other asian characters um in in marvel but it, it the other asian characters kind of fit the um the same um uh, mold of the like the asian women's stereotype it was always like kind of like Psylocke. It was always like um you know she was a martial artist who who, who had to be like seductive uh, seductress it was the first time you ever see an asian character that was kind of that went uh, went against the grain that didn't uh that didn't really fit the mold um and um to this day i still think that um even though um, i'm i'm sad that uh, her character never made it to the pantheon of like the uh, the, the big names like silock rogue or something like that at least in the 90s um jubilation lee jubilee um uh, made it big in the uh, the marvel series so that's my choice today
2: I got to give props to uh, whoever created Chris Claremont maybe who basically like reverse engineered I, I like Jubilee as a name let's make her name Jubilation Lee mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it <laughs> It's like the same guy who 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 named Black Bolt Blackagar Boltagon. <laughs> like the, his name's going to be Black Bolt Is that uh, really his name Yeah dude <laughs> Oh man I didn't I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know Lee that and I think part of what she appealed to, at least for me, dude, was the fact that she was always in yellow. I'm like, that's a look, dude. That's a look. I will. Hey, dude, I will a sponge. yellow, yellow
0: jacket and uh, colorful shades. That was Lewis, circa 1996, <laughs> uh, 90, 1997, dude. He, when I came whoa. to this,
2: when I came to this country, I thought this is cool, right? Because this is what Jubilee L- Lewis, wore, Lewis so. was. Lewis was the male <laughs> Jubilee, dude. Okay. I was trying to wear that in 2002 because I thought like. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I heard your name was Jubilacion.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh, thanks. God. I hate it. Sub <laughs> <What's up>, Jubilacion. <laughs> Jubilacion. <laughs> Oh uh, man.
2: All right. Courage H
1: Oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go. Um and this might be Harold's too, I'm not sure. Um, but I uh, I, I know that Dennis brought it up before how um Asian Americans during a certain time were portrayed as stereotypical nerds, right? Or, you know, a comic relief or or someone you know, I mean, and, and someone who, like, they were just portrayed as people who, I mean, they were stereotypes, right? And um, the first time I saw, like, a cool Asian-American person, um, I was watching MTV, and I saw the video for Today by the Smashing Pumpkins.
4: Ooh.
1: And when Billy Corgan drives that ice cream truck and picks up his guitarist, you see a uh, Japanese-American guitar god, James Iha. And um, seeing him on my TV rocking out, I've never seen that before. I've never seen someone Asian, Asian Asian-American, not that much older than me, playing guitar in a cool alternative rock band in a video on MTV, right? that, That was just it was a, it was a nice awakening to me. And um, yeah, it was like the first time I saw someone real cool, you know, real cool. And he was just an artistic, creative musician. And um, I like to give a shout out to James and I'm glad that he still makes music. He did some, like, he was with the pumpkins for the longest time. He did a couple solos. He's produced a lot. He's still making music and he's just still so cool. Oh, I love him. So that's my little shout-out yeah. to James
0: Iha. I was thinking of that, too, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it!
3: I was like, yeah, that's a good call. I like that. Um, yeah. I'm going to go off uh, the Krija, uh, suggestion here. And I am, too. I'm going to talk about an Asian-American guitarist. And it is one of those things where I had no idea he was Asian until I was in my 20s. But once I found out he was Asian, I was like, does it make sense? I don't know if it makes sense, but I've always loved his songs and uh, probably one of the best riffs God ever created. Um, The guy's name is Kirk Hammett. The band he plays for is called Metallica. I know some of us. Or some people out there wouldn't imagine that some of us listen to Metallica, but uh, I do. And, you know, um, that band is great for like, you know, uh, their drummers, whatever, but their lead singer uh, and James Hatfield their bassist, whoever it may be for the particular day, he can either be for a the, white guy or he be a Hispanic guy. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't really ma- it doesn't really matter. Um, when they kicked out Dave Mustaine from Metallica and then he went on to find, you know, Megadone, um they picked up Kirk Hammett and dude, that guy rocks. And no matter what length of hair he ever has, um, he will always be awesome because uh, Inner Sandman is great. Anderson .Man is one of the you know most recognizable guitarists, um, but like any other other like you know give me fuel, give me fire, give me something with desire, like him going bah, da, na 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 like he pretty much made the I know that sounds cheesy, but like that na na, na 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 that's <laughs> that's the kind of guitar riffs.
1: Oh, Metallica.
3: That, yeah, you you automatically go oh Metallica, and then it's like. You see, Kirk like just dis- destroying things, and it's like, you know, the the sad thing is like when we are like I said when we we're younger, when are you know in our in our teens or in our or like in our youth, you never hear the mention of the fact that people like that have any kind of roots in, like in in Asian American like in an Asian American family. So it's like we're unable at the time to take pride, knowing uh, like not knowing. That they're part of their uh uh history is part of ours as well, so like like I said, with him and with like uh Lou Devin Phillips, when you finally find out that yes, they do have a shared history with us, and yeah, the things that they've done and we really love now we can be uh not only just appreciative but also proud because of the fact that um people from our culture have been able to succeed, so it's like um yeah, uh love Metallica. And he is obviously the best part of it, so Kirk Hammett. Hammett. Good
2: Hammett. one. Yeah. I, did, I totally did not know he was Filipino. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's dripping I that, that
3: juice with a uh, baby cologne. So <laughs> <Stick>. <laughs> that's how he did. Uh,
0: remember that one time where I went to the Philippines and I asked Harold if he wanted something, and the only thing was he wanted baby cologne. <laughs> hey, Louis. I wait, mean-
3: Louis, when you went to the Philippines, what did I ask your wife to buy me?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, can I say that out loud? No, damn it. No, no. The, the other thing. The other <laughs> oh, thing. The, other thing, thing. the, the, the thing, thing, that thing that I can put in. in the, the, the oh, I, can in I can't suitcase. wait to find <laughs> out. The thing, that, the thing that doesn't breathe. <laughs> the thing I can put in the suitcase. Yes, baby cologne. Uh, Not Johnson. Uh, there's a brand, yes. But I can smell it already. I'm triggered. Just by hearing you talk about, it, I was like, mm, my yaya is here all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> it's so, bench uh, by the way, bench baby. Okay, oh, there. there. <laughs> the bench is only like in Asia, right? Because I don't see that here. I only see in the like, Philippines, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, okay. I, I thought it was just me. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So a uh, great throwback icon. So, although there um, it's called Bangkok,
0: but you
1: know. <laughs> 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 I get it. Showed
2: my jubilacion. Luis Jubilacion. Luis Jubilacion. Oh, my God.
1: It's, it's catching on. <laughs>
2: oh, Lord. Let's not. <laughs> what was that? Oh, okay. So uh, uh, great picks for legends and icons of our uh, uh, of our past and growing up. So uh, for this next part, I kind of wanted to ask you guys, who are the, the current or like the next generation of pop icons that you guys are enjoying right now or at least you know, see that they're becoming a, a huge influence in you know in, in mass media and, and whatnot. Um, for me, if uh, well, let's see, I'm so sorry, I have my notes up. Um, I'm gonna go first because I'm cheating. So um, this is kind of a low hanging fruit because that's that's where I dwell. But um, Ka- Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Hey
2: man, the the, the wait, how do you call? What do you call his her husband again? The fir- the second. Husband, the, second, the first the
1: second,
2: second man. Yeah, thank yeah. you. The first second, the first second man is a matador. So props to him. Uh, that's my, my that's my goal in life to basically ride my wife's coattail to success, and so far so good. So, <laughs> you know, but um, what do you call it? Uh, my choice for current pop icon is Steven Yeun. Um, if you watch The Walking Dead, uh, at least when it was popular, he wa- he played Glenry um, and he has been basically in the news for the last few you know news cycles because he was a big part of the you know uh, oscar nominated movie Minari. Um, he 's also in one of my currently one of my favorite animated shows invincible as the or invisible invincible excuse me lord um, as basically the lead guy and he 's been playing a, a lot of small parts in some great movies and shows that I've been, uh, i 've been I really enjoyed and you know what do you call it so i I like that Stephen is basically. He's I like to think that he's representing what I want the future of Asian American Pacific Islander representation could be in the media. Like dude is handsome as heck, of course he is, but he's also charismatic. I feel like he's a great actor. Um you know, it, it, nothing against the See I'm about to do it again. I'm going to rattle off some names and you guys are going to be like, "You're cheating." But like nothing against the Jason Momoas and the Dwayne Johnson's of are, uh, uh, of of, of <laughs> acting, but like, you know, Stephen Yeun's like, you know, 5'10", five, 5'9", five, maybe, not exactly super muscular, he's not going to play Aquaman or, you know, Black Adam anytime soon, but, you know, the dude looks like an everyday guy, and, you know, maybe that's a part of, you know, of pop that I'd like to see in the future, is that, you know, we want to be part of that normal face of pop culture, like you guys have already talked about how, like, in the 80s and the 90s, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of Asian men Played stereotypes. They're either the dorky nerds or the ninety-year-old sagely, you know, a uh, uh, teacher. So you know, Stephen plays a lot of these normal dudes, and he plays it so well. And you know, I love that he's, you know, he's being prevalent, and uh, at least his acting has become, you know, recognized more or less. And on a personal note, I fell off or basically stopped watching The Walking Dead when uh you know five year old spoilers, but when they killed off Glenn's character. Uh I know and shut up, dude. You, nobody's watching it anymore. Um I know it's it's accurate to the comic book. In the comic book Glenn does die too and it is very sad. But you know when you see it happening in the in the actual screen it's like, oh God, dude, why? Um so yeah, uh props to him for for hustling and keeping it going and being you know recognizable in, in today's uh pretty, you know, crowded, but, you know, welcome uh, pop culture scene. What's you guys, name um, in the, show? Uh, the in? in the cartoon? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh what was it? In, in, Invincible. I hate you.
3: I was waiting for the title character, the title screen to come up right oh. when I said that. So.
2: <laughs> Invincible, <laughs> and then, like,
3: blood splatter. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah um,
0: something wrong with him. He's... <laughs> Lewis, uh, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned it, because I was watching... Um, an episode of ugly delicious and um um uh, Roy I forget that, which one is he David not Chang. Roy, uh, David Chang. Chang, there you go Cheng has um, uh Steven Yun there and um him and another uh, and another um uh, another guest was was talking about it how um that, that he was um, for for a lot of asian men he became like the the, the everybody's hero um especially during one of the scenes uh, during one of the seasons of of um of Walking Dead, when um, there was actually a sex scene that he perform- that he does, and so like they were talking about what one of the uh, one of the people on the show was talking about how uh, when he, they found out about it, they he called all of his family, his grandmother and his mom and everything, and they're like, we got to watch this. This is an epic moment in Asian American history. Everybody has to watch it. <laughs> and um, I was just dying when I was listening to it. But, uh, you know, great pick because kind of like when I was talking about with um, with George Takei, you know, it was moments like that. It kind of takes away, you know, and kind of shows um, people in a, a different light. You know, um, I, I one of the characters that I forgot to mention, um, remember uh, Montalban, Pablo Montalban from, yes. from way back. I mean, -hmm. mean, who wasn't, who wasn't so happy? Like, oh, that's right. Um, You know, the, um, the, the uh, Prince Charming is an Asian man, bro. You know, that was some, that was pride at that point. So I I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go next. Um, And um, the person that I'm choosing um, is, i I wouldn't say a pop culture icon, but um, in, uh, in in in, it, in in normal sense, because um, she's not a uh, movie star or, or politician or anything like that. But she is one of the um, best chefs um, in Los Angeles. Um, and the the person that um, I uh, talk about, her name is Nikki Nakayama, um, and mm. Nikki Nakayama owns a um, a restaurant called En Naka um in in Los Angeles and it is a japanese kaiseki um uh restaurant and um you know i was watching uh, and i was watching and fi- learning about her just recently and one of the, the the funniest parts is that um her story you know the, the, her story, her journey to uh, to become one of the one of the best um you know not just uh not just asian Um, chefs but a a female Asian chef Uh, and her path there basically represents the story that uh, a lot of us have where um, you know our parents growing up um, didn't really want us to go explore you know like you know anything fancy it was always it was almost always make sure you have a good job make sure that you, you're you're gonna get a a respectable degree and all those things and she kind of like went against the grain um and now she you know um before the um before the um, what do you call this before the uh Pandemic. Um, I was actually going to be uh, uh, bringing my wife there for like a, an anniversary. Wow! And you know, for a um for a uh, for a Japanese restaurant, um the kaiseki meal um, with wine and everything is about five hundred dollars per person. That's why know? I said um, wow. E- exactly. <laughs> you know, but 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 that's the thing though is that um the what and and as when during in one of her interviews, um she said that. Um, her um her her restaurant she actually does not because uh, a lot of um chefs right now part of the appeal is they open up the the door and they open up the windows um so that everybody sees the chef and you know it's almost like a show for her she actually closes it because most people don't see women especially Asian women. Uh, when they see an Asian woman in charge of the food, they're like, "Why? Why am I paying for?" Her? Why am I paying five hundred dollars for this? And for her, it's that it's that frustration. It's that um, passion for that that um, that. When I was reading about her, she was such a fascinating character. And so, um, you know, definitely once um, once um, once everything gets lifted, I definitely still want to bring my wife over there. I want to be able. She's just um, an individual, especially uh, considering who she is. In a, you know, in a um, if you look at if you look at Food Network, it's always either men, you know, white men, you know, white women, you know, I hate to be stereotypical like that, but, you know, you only every so often you get uh, Ming Sai and that, that's their like token, you know, that's yeah. the token uh, Asian man there, you know, mm-hmm. and, but, but that's it, you know. So um, it would be interesting to see um, um, Naka succeed and, you know, bring in, um, you know, um a whole slew of um strong women chefs and become successful at that.
2: That's a great pick, dude. Yeah, for sure. Like she is at least culturally, she's a freaking icon out here. And I'm like good for you guys if you can get even get a reservation, man. Like I heard yeah, I haven't even tried one. that it's like practically impossible. So yep. I'm rooting for you guys. Tell me how it tastes. Maybe I can like breathe in, like breathe into my mouth and like I can have a like I'll, I'll, I'll burp at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold or it. in. It him, that, like that's dark. that's real ginger. Oh my god, <laughs> that is actual wasabi root. Yeah, is, that, is that actually wagyu? Yeah, right. That really wasabi root. Too? I thought I, think, I thought it's difficult to, and because it it spoils so easily. <laughs> like, bro, you got some like wagyu in your teeth. Can you just pick it out? And, like, just throw it. on You have <laughs> yeah,
1: toothpick it and just flick it.
2: Don't 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 let it go to waste. <laughs> uh, Courage or H.
1: Uh, also, um, I I kind of want to throw have one more throwback and then I'll have a a newer one. Actually, you're... this one this one uh, this uh, my next pick is someone I didn't know about until recently, so kind of new to me. It's <laughs> um, new to you? There you <laughs> to go. To <laughs> me, he's new and um, influential. Unfortunately, he's he's passed, but um, I was unaware, um. Of uh, of what he did. Uh, anyway, I'll talk about him. His name is Tyrus Long. He is a Chinese American um, artist, um, and he did a lot of uh, background work on a lot of Disney movies. Um, I went to a uh, an exhibit at the Walt Disney Family Museum at uh, in San Francisco, and they had this whole exhibit of all of his works. And if I, he he did so many and. And he was also an artist on his own right, not just, you know, storyboard artist, but he was a fine artist as well. Um, But I didn't know that. I didn't know that there were Asian-Americans who had um, had an influence on Walt Disney, who had um, some some sort some sort of connection to a lot of our favorite Disney movies. And, yeah, it was he was a background artist. But, you know, those styles are still iconic like Bambi is one of them, right? So you're like, you know, those landscapes, right? You just, you just know. Um, so it was really, it was such a, it made me feel good to know that there was someone behind the scenes working alongside how many other Disney Imagineers do we know about, right? A lot of them, you know, we can talk about the the grumpy old men and, you know, Mary Blair, but to find out that there was someone else who looked like me, you know, <laughs> putting pen to paper and working their magic and adding their little touches and their own experiences into something for all to see. I thought, and, and learning about him very recently that it's just fresh in, in my heart, you know? <laughs> so it was just, uh, yeah. So I wanna add Tyrus Long into my list of Asian American um, influences
2: no, that's Check him out. No, that's a great pick. Because um, I think, I mean, uh, I think everybody here knows somebody who is in the industry, like a, in animation, more or less. And I think, yeah, Tyrus, uh, for all of his work and influence like that, like, it's great. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the artists won't necessarily get the big, you know, credits uh, mm-hmm. or front and center at the, or the, at the window of the on
1: main street, you know, like, right.
2: but they're there. So like, I love that. There. I love that. I love it. And uh I'm more part to him. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, like I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers. It, it is a, a very cutthroat industry, but like, yeah, my, my stepson is, you know, he's finishing CSUN this semester. So he he's got aspirations to be in that industry. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he breaks barriers for not only the Asian American uh, community, but also for the, uh, you know, for the handicapped, autistic uh special uh young adults like him so yeah crossing my fingers but it's again. good
1: to know that there's a legacy you know right like yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah we have
2: a history in there yes, yes so yes, it's
4: yes, also
1: yes. very inspiring and hopefully encouraging to him that there are people and maybe you know that he can do it too yeah, that we all can yeah. do it too.
2: it well not me i can't draw for squat so but yeah uh, <laughs> somebody else can do it <laughs> Much, yeah, much more talented. Did, did you know like, that
3: uh my brother in law's cousin is a used, used to animate for Disney? No. Yeah, she went to I think she's maybe she went to St. Jens too. Her name is Pam Pamela Palma. Yeah, she was a she
2: she has three P's in her name.
3: Yes, she has three. Ps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she just recently just stopped working for them. But uh, she was part of the big layoffs. But up until then, <laughs> she was uh, she was doing I think Phineas and Ferb and some of the dude. Disney shorts. So and then she said, "There's a lot of Filipino animators out there at, at Disney." So you know, that's cool. Good that our uh, we got people
0: out there at least. Yeah, dude. I, I'm um, really sad. I really thought that was like a a setup to a joke with a. The Pom, Pamela Pamela Henderson Yeah, I was like, um, <laughs> This is going to be awkward I, thought, I, I was going to ask Is
2: her first name Rosie or There you go
4: <laughs>
0: Jesus.
2: Uh, She must have been very popular In high school I guess uh,
3: She was a thing
2: <laughs> um, yeah.
3: I'm going to go with A actor that I appreciate A lot mainly for the fact That uh, he brought my name To prominence in terms of oh. not, uh, oh.
4: can't, can't,
1: can't, can't.
3: <laughs> not a lot of people were clamoring for dudes named Harold until a movie nope. called Golden Go to White Castle. And uh, <laughs> Talking about John Cho. I love me some Cho. Oh, wait, Woof. not that Cho. Not like that Cho. <laughs> well, Cho, if you're listening, I, you're, you're cool too, but you almost broke our buddy's back. Um, <laughs> the, uh, John Cho. Sorry, like cho most,
0: what's another word for rice porridge, by the way. Uh, is it really (laughs) really?
3: i love me some chole so there you go um like most people i didn't you know learn about the guy until american pie so he was known as the milf guy for everybody else um Mm -hmm. but when they put him and uh cal penn as the leads for harold and kumar and i didn't even realize like that was one of those movies that I was like, oh, well, obviously it was during my stoner times. And I was like, dude, there's a movie about two stoners. And then I was like, all right, cool. Let's go watch it. And not even thinking about, you know, the fact that you have an Indian and you have a Korean playing the two male leads that aren't, you know, stereotypical. And it's literally that movie it like throws stereotypes in like they, it, it, it's like shooting everything into its face where it's like everything that you thought yeah. about the the asian stereotype they are not those things i mean uh for the most part and like like uh kumar like the whole time is really fighting against uh being stereotyped at the, at first harold is very the typical um asian american character and then you, the prog- the process or the progress that you see his character going through for the night um, you know, actually having to ditch his responsibilities and be more about for the first time in my life, I'm going to do things for me instead of for everybody else, which is such an Asian uh, uh, characteristic that we never really even think about it. And um, it wasn't until like a few months later when people were like, dude, both of these guys are Asian American. And they're they the leads, they're, they're, they're romantic leads. They're not, they're not background characters. They're the actual, like the name of the movie is those two guys. And it was like, <laughs> you know, you know, the series itself was always hilarious to me. Um, I actually ended up watching that movie with my buddy, Mark. So when we left the movie theater, he was like, yeah, it's Harold and Kumar. So that was our little. <laughs> 20 years later, <laughs> we Cute. still do things. Um, And then, you know, he has such a, it's, it's, it, he has such a weird, um, a character arc in terms of everything else he's done. Like currently, he's doing uh, dramas. Like I forgot the name of the movie that he just did, but it was like a suspense movie where he's searching yeah. for his daughter. I, I can't. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking at. I'm not looking at it, so I don't remember what his name at the top of my head. But you know, starring role in all the Star Trek movies. We learned that he's a fencer apparently. Oh um, so, really? Well, like George like uh, his version of Sulu is a fencer. So like oh. He, Fences. He fences Khan, right? In Into yeah. the Darkness.
0: Oh no, no, uh, not Khan, but he does fence at a certain point.
3: Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, it's always good to see, like, when you you see people succeed like that. So from like a, a straight up um, comedy up until uh, current suspense, like, the dude has it, and he was in uh one of the most underrated TV shows I've probably ever seen in my life called Selfie with him and Karen Gillan he was Karen Gillan's boss so you had this weird American Scottish accent from Karen Gillan coming at the time <laughs> and having to be uh you know subservient to John Cho so that's always fun to see
2: yeah uh, yeah, I don't think Kumar is like, yeah it, it it yeah raised stock on both Calpin and he and made White Castle like the norm and I I keep forgetting that yeah dude like he introduced milf to American lexicon mm-hmm. so if anything even if without Harold and Kumar go to White Castle he should have like the pop Hall of Fame his bust of just saying yo she's a milf
3: it's it's still <laughs> funny that in the very last American Pie movie they call him the milf guy still like we know who he is we know <laughs> like they even name him John but like on the, like uh. Jason Biggs is like, hey, where's your milf buddy? And I'm like, uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. I. I don't think that's how it's <laughs> supposed to be said. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I think Dennis, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have enough time for one last round, and then yeah. we'll wrap it up. Um, okay. So again, going back to my earlier pick, uh, I, I'm gonna go with low hanging fruit again, and uh, you know, I think I already talked about my in- the influences of art and, and and. and animation on my eldest stepson. I want to talk about a person who influenced my youngest son, uh who's very much into basketball. So, uh, again, low-hanging fruit but Jeremy Lin. Um if you don't know the name then i um, not sure if you don't watch sports, but you know, he was the dude behind Lin Sanity. He made the Knicks relevant, you know, in, for the first time in years, you know, a, a few a few years ago. And the dude made it possible for young Asian American kids to look up and say, I can do this. Maybe I can make the cut. Maybe I can make the team. Um, And it's great. You cannot, you know, as a father, I, you can't put a price on that. um, You know, that, that kind of influence. So, you know, I, I have personally, as a dad, I have one foot in reality and another foot in where I hope uh, my kids could possibly be. And, you know, Jeremy Lin's in that echelon of like, Echelon echelon, whatever uh of like what what could be, you know, like I love that my son has such a passion for sports, um you know, one of our friends ex i think with Harold or Dennis made a joke that any sport that dude picks up he 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 does well in it, and you know, I've heard the same thing said about my my youngest son, and we talked about it before we started recording it's not 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 none of that is mine, so I am so happy God blessed him with abilities far beyond what I am capable of, so. Um, you know, Jeremy Lin, like, like I said, so he, he made, you know, Asian Americans in sports relevant, um, nothing against Yao Ming who, you know, born and raised in China, but you know, Jeremy Lin is like a NorCal boy who went to Stanford and he went to the college, pro- you know, he, he played ball in the NCAA to be drafted low, but still made it to like one of the biggest markets in, in, in New York and made it big, you know, it's that old adage of like, if you make it in New York, I guess you can make it anywhere. And he did. Um, you know, the, uh, his tenure here in LA as a Laker might've been, you know, hopefully would we wish it would have been a little bit better, but you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, he's doing like huge things and. China, you know, in in, in Asia, in his native country, or at least where his family's from. So, yeah, great guy. I think he's a great ambassador for sports in general. I look forward to what he does. He's a, you know, not to be, I mean, on the typical side, he is clean cut, you know, well spoken and articulate. And so you can't really knock that uh, for a role model. So, you know, of all the people that my son could possibly look up to as an athlete or as a student athlete. Um, you know he's one of the he's one of the better ones out there. So props to him. Thanks for do, you know g- giving us Linsanity for that one summer uh, years ago. But yeah, Jeremy Lynn for me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a great pick over there. Um,
0: my last one is um, um, I'm kind of torn. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna go with a movie star over here. Um, and I'm gonna go with Haley Steinfeld. I think Steinfeld, Steinfeld. I don't know how to pronounce her name to be honest with you. Um, but um, um the girl from, from Pitch Perfect, the girl from Glee, um, I didn't realize just how prolific her, um, her like, her like a uh, list of, of like. Uh, act, uh, like uh, roles you know from big movies to small movies um to like different like different things but um you know definitely uh, got to know her not to got to know her got to uh, appreciate her when she was in in pitch perfect um and then um i completely didn't realize it was her in bumblebee um you know she, there are all these different movies that's like that, that's her that's her. And I, I keep on forgetting uh, who she is as an actress, but more of like the, the characters that she portrayed. Um, and I was so excited. And the reason why I choose her now is I, I was so excited to find out that she's going to be playing uh, Kate Bishop in the in the Hawkeye, uh, the upcoming Hawkeye Disney Plus um, uh, uh, TV show that all of us most likely are going to binge at a certain point and um you know it's it's um it's amazing um and fun to see such a talented young actress uh who is uh you know uh, a Asian um she she's I think um, she was born uh, near where your fa- your family is uh, Harold I think she was born in Panglao so um uh, so um it's uh, at least for me that's my my pick of Asian Americans who are um, influential in pop culture and how much more influential in pop culture can you be if you're going to have a starring role in a Disney plus movie.
2: Yeah, that's going to be big, dude. I'm looking forward to that one too.
1: Yeah, she's great. She is. She's so fun to watch. And I saw her in true grit for the first, like Mm. the first time I saw her was in true grit and I'm like, Mm. Oh my God. This girl's great,
3: and she sang flashlight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she yeah.
3: She sings flashlight.
4: So, and, she, had, so and she has that other,
3: she has that other song, that one catchy. Song. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but a few years ago, she had a song.
2: <laughs> That's right. So of course she sings. Okay, I didn't know that.
0: Oh, she was Gwen <laughs> Stacy in Spider Man. Don't forget about that one.
2: Oh or, dude,
0: for, but for some reason, um, she didn't look Asian in the in. The, <laughs> In in the in as Gwen Stacy
2: would leave some so. jobs for everybody else. Damn!
4: I know. <laughs> not, a, not, a now bitty. she's just being
2: selfish. <laughs> how dare how dare she? Are you, you learning know,
3: that from our, from our Asian American studies, Lou?
4: Yeah. I
3: know. <laughs> Shout out to the lobster. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's a story for our, our Patreon. <laughs>
3: Like, oh, no. o- I o- only, fans. only fans. Only fans. Yeah, it's- <laughs> Patreon is closed now. It's only fans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm afraid of the only fans.
0: Yeah,
2: no one wants. Um, to do don't worry, they're yeah. tasteful. <laughs>
0: not. Not even the fans.
2: <laughs>
0: Dude, that should be. We should start up a a a, a, a website called Not Even the Fans. <laughs> mm, even.
1: Not even the fans.
0: You can hate watch <laughs> us here. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want, if you wanna call us bad names to our faces, here's twenty-five dollars.
2: You know. Please give us twenty-five bucks and you can run our names our, through the mud. It's our new All website day. called
3: Only One Person.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not even our moms.
2: <laughs> oh
4: oh that's
1: really good, actually. <laughs> oh. Um I'll I'll go next. Um I'll also pick a young Filipina American um, who is killing it right now, right? Right now on the cusp. I found out uh, about her uh, a couple of years ago. I listened to her first album and I was like, this is, these are all jams. All of them are jams. So I'm talking about this. Uh, I'm talking about a lady. Her name is Gabriella Wilson, also known as Her. Um, she is uh, she is like bringing R and B and soul and playing guitar and just everywhere. She recently won a Grammy for Song of the Year. She recently won the Oscar for Best mm-hmm. Original Song. Um, she she's so well spoken she's so political and knows the importance of her position in media as a person of color and using that um and her music is so good she's carrying lauren hill's torch she is uh, and and she was she did the pre-show for the super bowl this year playing uh, i think uh, what's that song uh, america america the beautiful and she played guitar at the same time like she is so versatile so uh, she's just genius just musical genius and all her songs are jams so i want to say her on my list influential asian american pacific islander people right now thank you
0: You know she's good when even I know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> not no music at all.
1: She oh, is everywhere seen? and doing so well. Proud. That, that was
0: Proud. I was gonna do that joke. Is it her? And then, you know, but, then you, you, but then you know. You, you have said you seen it, the like, uh, you,
3: Have you seen her YouTube video where she's uh, cooking Filipino food? No. Oh, no. I have
1: not. I've seen not the cooking. when she's like doing her auntie's accent which
3: is so good. Okay. Yeah. But she, she has, she's not cooking it, but she, she goes into a restaurant and she's literally like, yeah, I grew up with all of this stuff. And then she's like, yeah, I don't like the way this one tastes. Cause my, 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 my mom used to make it a little bit different. And I was like, damn, right. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> yep. Like, that's really filipino when you say yeah the food's good but my mom did it better so.
2: I yeah know. exactly I, I, I wish that was a filipino trait we can get rid of but yeah i i did it just today <laughs> i'm like mm, this sinigang's not hitting me right <laughs> yeah you know, it's not the Dennis's same. dad made some bomb sinigang. Well, man, but yeah great pick courage because yeah even um to, to go on the other side of the of the uh, uh of the spectrum like my son has a her playlist i'm like all right good good for you man like you know and i i want to go like i want it to be to the point of that normalcy like i was talking about with describing steven yin like i want the people like like her like her to be the norm like you uh, uh, hopefully in a few generations we won't be to the point where oh she's filipino and you know african-american there's like she's just a good artist but you know we'll get there eventually and i think she's a great uh a, a part of that and yeah her songs are jams and i i want to learn how to play like half of her songs and they're great and yeah i think not to be a i'm not a music snob at all i'm not you or harold but um
4: like <laughs> i love the, I'm,
2: I'm not hair <laughs> um but like i love the fact that she plays her own stuff or i'm assuming she plays her own stuff because like the few times that i've seen her live she's playing she's got her own guitar up there she's got her piano up there in the grammys so it's like that's awesome that is awesome that is like every Asian mom's dream like here mm. you play the piano and then you can make a career out of it like that's excellent good for her more power to her and I look forward to like a, a long career
3: yeah they call her the female prince because uh Dude. you know prince was able to play all his own instruments he never like, really kidding. used anybody else so she did do
1: a cover of nothing compares to you I think it was Got for it. the it was for an in memoriam I I don't remember if it was the Grammys or the Oscars but it's a good cover right oh, I bet. mean not not surprising she's great yeah
3: um my last pick is uh an actress we brought up before on this podcast and mainly because uh, she hits all of our fandoms she was a disney princess she was a uh star wars warrior star warrior
1: star warriors
3: she's on tv she was oh she played a doctor on tv as well i'm talking about uh so the girl who does that one song. But uh um no, I'm talking about Ming Na Wen.
0: Uh Dude, she played chun Li. <laughs> That's it.
1: <Yep. laughs> That's all I could say. Done.
0: Which by the way, um Harold, before you go there, um I was like, wait a minute, there are two people that fit that 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 definition. Uh I played a Disney princess and i was a Star Wars warrior. But now it makes no. me think. Who, who is that? Uh, Raya was technically a star. Uh, uh, was is a Disney oh, princess? Oh, yeah sure. Kelly Marie Tran <laughs> Oh, Kelly- oh. <laughs> Shout out. out.
1: We're having, we're Honorable mention.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, someday I will watch it when it is free. Yeah, <laughs>
1: premier <laughs> access. Come on. Now, thirty
3: dollars to watch a movie when I could pay a hundred dollars to watch it in the theater. Anyways, oh, well, we can that, that, that in the, Yeah, we can watch that in the theaters apparently. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, um, dude. It's. I always remember, like the fact that she played chun Li and she was not a martial artist, but it was like, hey, you know, give her the props. She we went for the whole uh, double buns and did a great job. At, you know, she's like her and Raul Julia are the only ones that are actually decent in acting in that movie. And How dare Candy you, Minogue, and Minogue, <laughs> I guess.
0: How dare you get
3: out? <laughs> hey, <Raul> Julia <laughs> Who was else
1: class. could be in there?
3: Yeah, and then. <laughs> <That's> um, a- <laughs> Yeah, and then you had her literally as the like the very first time where you have an Asian or an Asian American or anybody of color portraying a Disney princess. And then the fact that people have the balls to say that she's not a princess because she's like, oh, she didn't have a kingdom or anything, dude. She's the most princess of all princesses. And the fact that she got her mini cameo in the live action movie was probably the highlight of that movie which is sad to say. <laughs> um and then uh her playing fennec in uh the mandalorian and you know that that show was just everywhere and literally during that time it was like you have her playing that and then you had her on uh, agents of shield mm-hmm. and you know just And then, like like I was saying, it's just weird because I was watching Mandalorian and then I watched Mulan right afterwards. And I was like, yeah, I'm pining for more uh, Ming-Na win on this thing. And then she has her little cameo at the end. I was like, it's been a good week for uh, for Ming-Na over there. So um, shout out to her for just literally being a trailblazer for everybody else. So any other princess that's come after her has had to, you know, uh, try to take that mantle away from her as the most badass princess in Disney lore. And so far it hasn't happened. So
2: not gonna happen. Yeah. And yeah, dude, and yeah, she's man. you know, and she's gonna be in maybe one of the most Pacific Islander ish shows on Disney Plus when Boba Fett's show debuts in a few yeah. months or uh, a bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah yeah. Good, yeah. And she looks, Wait, which which one? Uh the Boba Fett uh the Boba Oh, Fett, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since uh, they've been they've retconned that he is a clone and he looks like yeah, but yeah, great pick, dude. Like I love Ming Na and she's she looks great, not to get She's weird, great. But she is great, a great actress, and yeah, she's yeah, dude. That's a trifecta, like it's Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney Princess. So yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna beat that anytime soon. But you know, oh, that's, if, that's if, the wasn't goal. she in Battlestar also? I don't know. I she, never
3: really watched Battlestar. Okay.
0: I thought she was in Battlestar Galactica. Because um, I thought that the only the only big nerdy franchise she needs to take is Star Trek. And then she's she's she's
2: completed everything. Yeah, she's Mount Rushmore. She's she's Hall of Fame right there. Uh, Great picks, everybody. Um, You know, it's it's going to be a great year moving forward. Uh, Things are finally reopening up Uh, this. um, You know, we're 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 still celebrating this month. Every month should be celebrating everybody anyway. But um, thank you for uh, contributing. Contributing, good lord. Contributing. Con- contributing to <laughs> Shut up. God, Lewis. Um, but stop yeah, perpetuating perpetuating the stereotype, Lewis. I know. <laughs> God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, John Cho. Um, but yeah, like uh, great conversation. Um looking forward to seeing everybody again in the future when things go back to normal and or, 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 as we are slowly going back to the new normal uh, props to everybody here for being you know I, I haven't had a chance to really say it but like uh, the, the accommodations everybody's made for the last year has been really awesome thank you dennis for hosting all the time harold for always being protective and being uh, awesome to like host the last few uh, you know private screenings it's an incredible flex because all of my friends still ask like how'd you get it it's like oh you gotta know harold um so you know encourage you obviously thanks for obviously uh always being so willing to join in and jump jump on whenever we have uh these uh these these podcasts so yeah that's all we got for now dude uh so then back to you back to our normal programming before i mess up any more english words
0: awesome well if you guys enjoyed <laughs> our episode um as usual please take a look at our all our older older episodes you can take a look at the two fanboys one com for all of our past
2: mediocre episodes and some really great gems and lewis on facebook you can find us two fe- two fanboys and a filthy casual uh find our page there every time the podcast goes live we'll be posting it there not to mention a pretty active and fun little facebook group so whenever you're on there just put our name on the search bar and add both the page and the group we'd love to see you there
3: and then, on Instagram and Twitter at two fanboys on casual, and as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite
0: podcasts, we are there as well and of course, um kurja, any shout outs that you wanna do
1: i want to shout out to my improv group room to improv <laughs> i
0: just love, I
1: just love bringing them up whenever i can um but you can yeah. also find me uh go ahead
0: yeah um what's the what's the um update on on you guys um we, uh, you guys, had any conversations about it
1: we do we do have conversations about it and and um I mean it all depends on if theaters open back up um they might be the last things to open because you know in closed spaces seats are so close to each other but um I see them every week and we always talk about it. and we're excited to get back into it and then performing in front of a crowd it's you know it's Something that we love doing, so we can't wait to get back to that. Um, but you can find I, me on Instagram. I think
0: we need to do an episode w- uh, with the, uh, the the improv troupe. Dude, I think that would be cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, they're a fun bunch, and I I I love them so much. I love them, and I miss <clears throat> being in the same room with them. So
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, so, sorry. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but uh, if I'm not watching Harold's Twitch stream, I'm watching Earl's Twitch stream. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Just watch it, us play Jackbox games on.
2: It's either Thursday. or. It's
3: either or. Oh, one one quick thing. Uh Dan, do you remember the last uh, live event we attended before a uh, pandemic hit?
0: Oh uh, yeah, the people who actually care about Kershaw, um <laughs> you know, actually went and uh, attended um, a, a room tour prop show.
2: Ah. The The cover was just too steep for my blood, man. a yep. little uh, uh, too expensive. But
1: I appreciate it.
2: <laughs>
3: we, could, we, could, we could have covered you, Lou. But, um, <laughs>
4: no, no wait, 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 wait.
2: I went Kers, to her Kers, birthday. I went to a birthday. Kers, we he didn't go Kers. to my birthday.
0: Curse offered to, uh, to, to pay for him, but he was like, nah. Who's, I bought her a Kers- drink Kers- at her birthday. Who, who,
2: who's Krisha?
1: Who is this Krisha? He probably said, eh, I'll see it next month and then pandemic. <laughs> <come get me. laughs>
2: Famous last words. I'll catch the next show. No problem. are oh, always
1: going to be there. Ah. So,
0: so, one of my favorite things is that we were all like, do pandemic, do coronavirus. Was, so, so, many,
1: <laughs> so many COVID suggestions. <laughs> and look who's laughing now.
2: You guys ruined COVID nineteen. <laughs> COVID. COVID
0: got the last laugh. Yeah, for real. Okay, Karja, where can we find where can we find you again, sir? For interrupting us.
1: Oh, that's okay. You can find me on Instagram at krisha chloe. I might have other things in the works. So I'll keep you guys
0: posted. Okay, well, can't Um, wait to uh, um, can't wait to hear about that one. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm really glad that you are here. Thank you to Kirja for being part of our crew as usual. So this is two fanboys, Filthy Casual, and the greatest guest host ever. This is Dennis. This is Louis. This is Harold. And
1: this is Kirja.
0: See you later. Shout out to Fresh Off The Boat.